Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Ira Schofield with WarChant.com, and I'm here today with Michael Alford, who is CEO and president of Seminole Boosters, and uh, we're going to talk today about uh, the progress they made with the annual fund. I know last year was a huge year for the annual fund. You guys made a big push in that area, uh, but also have a lot of other projects, facilities projects, season ticket sales, renewals are are, are starting now as well. So I want to kind of uh, touch on some of those topics and more. So uh, thanks for being here with us today. No, thanks, Ira. It's always great to, to come sit down with you. And, and once again, as you and I always discuss these, is, is really get out and communicate uh, to our fan base, to our donors, what's going on here. Some of no boosters, what's going on within our programs, and and, and ask for support. Uh, I'm a firm believer in being transparent and, and telling people what our plans are long term and asking for people to partner with us to really make a difference in these student-athletes' lives. So with that annual fund project, you know, I know the over the last several years, I, mean, I think it's been over several years, that the the number of annual fund. Well, first of all, I guess maybe just refresh people, remind people what the annual fund is, right. um, who constitutes it, and uh, where it had gotten to, and, and and where you guys have gone over the last year or two, and, and where you want to go. Yeah, it, you know the annual funds just joined the boosters. That annual contribution, and I'm really proud of this stat. And, and then I'll get into the numbers. But 40% of our annual fund are non-season ticket holders. That's the highest it's ever been. And that's really getting our message out to people last year and letting them know that that $70, that $100 of joining, no matter that $10,000 of joining the annual fund, whatever level you're at, truly makes a difference because we are a self-sustaining department. And when you see a a young man and woman graduate and walk across that stage, Every donor should be proud of that because that's the resources that we're able to provide. We pay $15 million a year over in scholarships to campus to support the student athletes and provide those winning edge educational resources and and facilities for them to compete in their chosen sports. So the annual fund really makes a huge difference in what we're able to do and the experience we provide these student athletes. Last year we got we set a goal of getting to 12-5 and we got to 12. More importantly, we we went over our revenue goal. We had about 900 donors step up and pay uh, even a higher uh, um, level than where they were the previous year. And I can tell you how happy I am and what a great job our staff did of taking a different message and really sharing the stories of our student athletes and asking people to partner and, and support them in their journey academically and athletically. So uh, getting up to 12,000 or 12,500 annual fund members, like what's the what's the ceiling like how many alumni are out there what how and how high would you like to see that number i know it had 
it had dropped down to 9,000 or so at one point. Yeah, we had over 2,000 new members last year, and that's just great. And uh, that's getting out and just really communicating our mission and vision uh, with our donors. But I think here at Florida State, you know, you, you do the math, and we have 380,000 living alumni. Um, over 250,000 here just in the state of Florida. And you look at compare that to our ACC peers, and we are the highest alumni base by 50,000 plus amongst all the other institutions. But yet we rank sixth after last year. We got up to six with the 12,000 in uh, number of donors towards athletics. So we're under 2% of our alums give back to to the athletic department and that's something that we'll that's the message we're really getting to is help us grow our base because we have such a great group of core supporters but we need to expand it uh, at any level as I mentioned earlier and just get our numbers up because the annual fund is really the lifeblood of what support we're able to provide the student athletes and the programs annually and so that you know that money I think traditionally a lot of fans saw it as kind of the requirements to buy tickets. Um, And so you had to make a contribution to to be able to buy tickets and get parking passes for games. Uh, But that money, you know, I think you touched on it, but if you talk a little bit more about that money, it's kind of like the operating budget for, for the athletics department. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. It is the operating budget and the facilities and resources that we provide the student athletes. Whether it's uh, operating the tutoring and the academic support, whether it's life skills programs, on and on. It's everything we can do to provide the very best experience for that student athlete. And last year, because of the success and how our people stepped up, one of the first things that I needed to to look at and 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 fix was our weight room project and the annual fund every donor who contributed to the annual fund had a had a piece of that new weight room going in that's going to affect the experience of 500 plus student athletes on a daily basis a brand new weight room and it needed it and that's something we're really proud of is that we can continue to grow that annual fund which allows us to go and do special projects for our student athletes provide them the very best experience uh, that they deserve here at Florida State when you talk about new weight room and, and I know I mean, it sounds like, okay, is it just newer versions of the same stuff or was it meeting new needs or what, what kind of, what was the objective with that? Yeah, it's sitting down uh, with Coach Storms and, and really getting cutting edge of what really makes a difference. When, when we're doing something here in our vision here at the Boosters and really the, working alongside A.D. Coburn and, and our vision together is let's build things that are going to set us apart from others and do it right. And this really went in and all new technology, new weights, new flooring, new graphics. And not only is it making an impact on our student athletes and, and current student athletes, but you look into the future as well. What are we doing recruiting wise that we can bring a recruit in here and show them uh, what we're doing to set us apart from others. Uh, one of the things that we're really proud of with our new partnership and our and our uh, training table partner with Legends that came on board is we're really taking nutrition to the different science. We think that gives us not only on-field and in-the-classroom advantage, uh, but really taking it to the recruiting side of things where we partner with them, and they do the training table for the Cowboys, New York Yankees, Manchester United, Tampa Bay Bucks. We're their first collegiate partner. And you I tell this story the other day that the first time we fed the football team uh, in August, um, 
they flew in the Yankees chef because they were on the road. The Dallas Cowboys chef from Dallas came in for their training table because they were in Oxnard training and were able to sit down with our team and educate them on the proper benefits of the nutrition, the science of the nutrition of what they're going to be eating from now on. Mm-hmm. And it's really paying dividends. The kids love it. Uh, they do cooking classes for our, our programs. And it's really just been educational part of what we're trying to accomplish with our teams. Well, definitely. Um facilities you touched on it earlier but you know that's obviously something that you know fans always want to know about because of you know the perceived arms race and, and knowing how important that is in recruiting but then also just the the quality of the program um you touched on some of the improvements you guys have made i know you're doing things with sub on in soccer improving the scoreboards there uh, what are some of those projects i think you know we'll get to football but but what are some of the other things you guys have going Oh, what don't we have going on? Uh, but, you know, the student-athlete experience and fan experience is something I'm always going to look at. How can we make a difference and, and ask people to partner with us? Uh, we have two unbelievable programs. Coach Kikorian, what he did, what he's doing at soccer and setting that program apart. And then you look at what he competes against, against his peers. Um, and you look at the fan experience as well. Uh, so we added a brand new video board into that stadium that's going to go in in August. Uh, we're looking at chair backs and things to make the fan experience that much better at that facility. And that program deserves it for the for what they're doing, not only on the field, everybody looks number one seed, but they got one of the highest GPAs of, of any program, and they're doing it off the field in the community as well. And you look at Lonnie and what she's doing at the softball uh, complex and they those student athletes deserve the very best because they come in and put the effort in and they were getting a new video board uh, that's going to not only make the the student athlete experience that much better but also the fan experience and we're looking at adding some premium seating there as well so there's a lot of different projects i'm working with coach sue and coach helm right now currently are looking at a recruiting path and how do we update the recruiting path uh, for for those two programs and how do we just refresh some of the elements within their facility it hasn't been touched in 10 12 years mm-hmm. and what can we do to to look at that and we're looking at baseball mm-hmm. uh, what do we do at baseball so there there's putting a strategic plan of facilities together call it a master plan let's say of what we're going to address and when we're going to address it and when we're going to start fundraising for those um, golf program we're looking at doing a golf house uh, for those two programs and, and that will really set them apart and get them up to par with their peers. Um, so there's a lot of things we're working on behind the scenes that will be coming to light uh, soon as we look at how we're going to address them. And with the annual fund, for people that are not donors yet or not boosters, uh, the annual fund, that money goes into a pool and, it, and you guys allocate it, but but people can give to individual sports, right? They can decide, I want money to go to that. Yes, you can join the coaches clubs and give to those individual sports, and we work with the coaches on the on the current need of those programs. Um, that's everything from for, for things that kind of pop up. Uh, Coach Poole at volleyball does an unbelievable job, has an unbudgeted expense of, of some equipment that falls apart. Uh, we can go to the coaches fund and be able to use, utilize that for some unbudgeted expenses. So the coaches fund really pays it, makes a big difference in, in what those coaches are able to do year to year. Now switching to football, go right to the football facility because that's what everybody, you must get asked about that, I don't know, every five seconds. Um, but I, I just if you can give us the latest on you know the vision, we saw some of the, the diagrams in the past, um, artist renderings, and now I guess you're moving forward with that progress. 
kind of update everybody with where that is? Yeah, uh, the Board of Trustees approved us to go to construction document, CD phase, and um, th that has started. Uh, so we're sitting then. That's a 10 to 12 month process. They will really go through the building, the needs of it, and be able to put uh, construction documents out to bid. Uh, from then, they'll take a couple months, and, and then hopefully we're breaking ground after that. Uh, but it's a really exciting time of sitting down and really designing what we want to go into this facility. And we, we know we want it to be state-of-the-art. We want it to be build something that sets a new standard. Uh, that's what Florida State's about. And uh, we're real excited where that's heading. People are, are stepping up. Uh, we've raised about $54 million for that facility, and we have some other gifts that we're in talks with. But that that is exciting times for that program because they, they deserve it. And people don't understand, too, what I talk about. Within that's going to be a brand-new training table for all of our student-athletes. There's going to be – that building will be utilized by a lot more than just football. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the majority of it will be going towards that uh, football facility as well. I mean, the football team as well. But it's, it's exciting about that program program because a lot of people don't realize only two ACC schools don't have a football facility. That's in Miami. Uh, from my research, of the 65 Power 5 schools, 58 have a football-only facility. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that do not. Um, so it's really that we catch up to our peers. Our, you and I were talking uh, the other day. I was standing in the uh, end zone with my good friend Dan Radakovich at Clemson, uh, athletic director there. Uh, he and I have been dear friends for many years. He asked me if my ears were burning. Uh, because he had a fundraiser the Friday night before our game, where he talked about our his and my relationship, and and but he showed they showed facilities to the IPTA members of the facilities we're building, and utilize that to ask for another ten to twenty million dollars to wow. to build on to what they already have. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they need this to stay ahead of us. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's exciting times. Uh, the the program's really exciting. We just got to provide them the resources to be successful. How involved is Mike Norvell in, in what he wants and vision in, in that, that part of the process? Oh, very involved. Uh, of course, not right now. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're in season. But part of that uh, phase is really sit down at the, the year. We did a lot preseason and where he really has his hand and input on what he wants to do technology-wise. And then postseason, uh, we have already plans to sit down and, and really get into to where we are and, and how he can influence what we're doing. I can tell you without spilling it, but we, we got on a plane and went and saw some facilities, um, showed him some that I'd been a part of before, uh, even went to the Star in Dallas and some others with the Cowboys about some of the latest technology that the NFL is using and how do we incorporate that to really give us cutting-edge resources to go out and recruit the very best students and, and very best uh, student-athletes that you can have. So if I'm a skeptical Florida State alumni, but I have, I have some money in the bank and, and, and I come back at you with, you know, I'd like to help out, but the football team has not been winning – uh, I'm not sure I want to make that kind of investment right now. Like, what are you? What are you guys telling people? Well, you got to believe in the process. You know, I'm a firm believer in core values of an or any organization. You look what Coach Bowden and how he built this program, and it was on core values. You look at great corporations 
Uh, they always have great leaders who, who install great core values. And you look at what Coach Noel is doing right now, and, and he is putting those values, those winning edge values, into this program for the long haul. And that's what's exciting to see. You, you look in the eyes of the young men out there. You look at the fight that they have, and, but that's on the field. But you look at the core values that he's putting off the field, three straight years, three straight semesters, highest GPA that the football team's ever had. They're graduating their student athletes. It's, it's fun to watch where he's taking this program and how he's putting his own personality into it and stand with him side by side and, and help him get to that point. And to do that, we need to provide him support. But more importantly, it's providing those resources, those student athletes who come here to Florida State and really put it all on the field and in the classroom for us. You guys had a, a victory off the field uh, recently where um, the Blueprint Group, a local um, city-county initiative, uh, agreed to uh, your request to, to devote some money towards infrastructure uh, at Doe Campbell Stadium. Um, at what point will that – how long is that, is that process in terms of getting the money, and, and, and what will you guys be able to do with it? Yeah, we're in the process right now working with Blueprint, uh, and uh, I think there's a meeting coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, but identifying where that those funds are going, we did a feasibility assessment of the stadium, and I want to point out this is all life safety uh, issues that we're addressing. It's a 71-year-old stadium that that is not up to code. Uh, everything from handrails to ADA ramps to ADA seating to to fire safety within the stadium and a lot of those issues that the feasibility assessment came in concrete falling and steel beams that we need replaced and a lot of those life safety issues. This wasn't like the beautification project? No, this is not going to any premium seating or anything. That project that we're doing uh, to enhance the stadium is not going to that at all. It is, it is, it is strictly going to the nuts and bolts of this stadium because we rec- we, we're $100 million annually impacted Leon County. And you've heard me say it before, but 60% of our fan base travels over three hours on a, on a game weekend to get here. And that's a commitment financially and time-consuming. And to keep that revenue engine for Leon and Tallahassee, we, we need to make sure the experience when they arrive, not only what we can do personally, but as a facility, that they're, they're enjoying themselves, that they're coming to a facility that's state-of-the-art. And that's some of the things we're installing. Um, just this last year, when, when we first got here, we only had 200 points of sale and concessions. And we took it to 330 this last year. Stadium this size really needs about five to 600, uh, depending on what you're doing. And so we're looking at doing that long term, but because of the 71-year-old stadium and some of the electrical needs that needed to be done, some of the fire safety codes that need to be dressed in the off season, we couldn't, I got a million dollars of cooking equipment and equipment sitting in storage right now that we were going to put in next year just because we couldn't put those in this year because we couldn't get the number of points of sale up to co- to where we wanted them uh, because of some of that. So there's going to be great things coming in the future, and we're really excited about the direction of all of our programs. Speaking of concessions and points of sale, uh, I know you did change vendors, and, and there were some uh, struggles with staffing early on. Yeah. I know some people didn't show up and things like that. How is that, how is that experience 
evolved during the season? Have have you guys gotten through those those tumbling blocks? Yeah, that was a national problem. Uh, you saw it going across the country, especially early in the season. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, we've we've gotten to points of sale as much as we can right now until we can address it in the off season with uh, some infrastructure needs that we have to get it up. But uh, the the staffing is great, and we're really excited where we're, who we partnered with and Legends. Um, they came on just this summer, but you're going to see that fan experience change over the next few years. They take over our premium spaces next year. We're their first collegiate client, uh, so we're running with the Buck Stadium, Raymond James, Mercedes-Benz, SoFi, Yankee Stadium, Manchester. I mean, that's the kind of clients that they have, and we're really excited at where they're going to take their focus is on the fan experience, mm-hmm. and that's really excited what we're what we're partnering with them in the future to bring that to everyone. And you you've already started. Um, I believe you've already started taking people through the the experience of of talking about mm-hmm. what the upgrades are going to look like and and what. Um, uh, I guess the options might be if if you guys do renovate the inside of of Doe Campbell Stadium, how is that going? Have you have you been able to start that, and how's that going? It's going great. We I think we we actually have a meeting today, and I think this would be person twenty <laughs> that we've taken through. But uh, you know, as you and I discussed a long time ago, we're doing it the right way, donor by donor. Uh, I'm a big person that we're gonna we're gonna sit down face to face and talk about not only what we're doing and explain uh, how it affects every individual, but then we're gonna ask you to partner with us and and compare it to our peers and and tell our story. And we're gonna do that face-to-face by donor levels. Um, So it's going well right now. We've we've raised uh, $20 million um, in commitments and pledges um, towards towards the renovation of DOAC and some of the new facility needs. And so we're real excited about the process and uh, I'm just asking for people to be patient because it is uh, because of the way we're doing it. We're going to be sitting down, and you'll be getting a call from from our staff to say, "Hey, it's your turn. Uh, we would love to sit down with you. Come to the preview center so we can sit down and, and physically show you everything that we're doing, why we're doing it, how it affects you, so you can make an educated decision on what you want your game day be, game day experience to be in the future." Uh, we're not talking next year. We're talking years down the road. What do you want your experience to be? And and here's how uh, we plan to execute it. So, it, so far, everyone who's come through there has, has really loved the plan, uh, love what we're doing, uh, understand why we're doing it, because that's a lot of the explanation. But we're going to do that face-to-face and really look forward to sitting down with everyone. And some people listening to this may be familiar with the plan and, and some of the initial proposals and drawings you guys put out, but if you could kind of briefly explain the idea of uh, all the different kinds of seating and, 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 and why that's important. Yeah, uh, you go to a venue that's, a, you know, Doe Campbell State needs to be a revenue producer. It, it funds uh, it funds the department, uh, Doe does, and a, a stadium this size really needs to have about 10 to 12 different options. Uh, of what you want your game day experience to be. And right now we have really three. Uh, we have club seats, we have still bleachers, <laughs> or we have, if you're fortunate enough to be in a suite or, or someone sweet, um, a, a stadium of this size and this fan base needs to, needs to have about 10 to 12 different varieties. So we're looking at everything from ledge seating to different styles of club seating to different price points. And that's very key. There's going to be price points all across. 
uh, so you can choose what you want your experience to be. If you if you want to sit on the on the bleacher with a nice chair back and not be a part of a club at a lower price point, we have it. Um, it it's really just offering the fans uh, what they told us they wanted through our, our survey, and that's where we are right now. We sent that survey out, got unbelievable response from it from CSL, who who is the leader in all these surveys, and, and they do it for every major market and every pro sports team and they conducted this one and we took the feedback from our fans and are saying here's what we want to do and and ask you to partner with us and i know this is probably a department this isn't your issue necessarily i'm sure it's david coburn's as well um but obviously attendance has not been what it what you guys wanted to be what you needed to be and, and as you said that's a big factor in it's an economic driver for the athletic department um are there things you guys can do other than just kind of hope, you know, hope that people start coming more when the, when the product gets better? Like what kind of things can you guys do proactively to try to get the attendance where it needs to be? Yeah, and that's changing the experience, communication and experience. Uh, working on the culinary experience, working on the game day presentation, and really reaching out and being prepared, uh, full faith, the program's going to get back. Uh, to where it is, but and we're partnering with them to make sure that we're putting the processes and the experience in place for when for when that hits. Um, the program is, is back to what we're all accustomed to. Uh, it's we're there to to also make sure the fans having a great time mm-hmm. and they have these different options. So it's really working side and side with the university, with the athletic department, with the community uh, as for, like blueprint to make sure that we're, we're there and all the processes are in place for when the program's running full throttle, that, that we're also running full three. We talked about the fan experience. Um, I wanted to ask about, you know, like the looking ahead to the spring game, uh, which is always a, a, you know, kind of a, Sometimes it's kind of gone back and forth through the years. I know that we've coming out of COVID, um, it, it probably had to be a little bit different. But uh, is there any thoughts on, on how to make that? There were, in years past, sometimes it would be combined with like the baseball series, a home baseball series, things like that. Are there things that you guys are looking at to do anything to – kind of improve the spring experience, I guess, spring game experience. Yeah, we're talking to people across campus and and also to the conference office about what can we do uh, to increase air, all the activities that go on in that weekend. How do we capitalize? Uh, I almost say make it a spring homecoming mm-hmm. event so, and working with different schools on campus to find everything from the business school to you name it, communications, film school, to go, what can we do to get your alumni back that weekend uh, where it is a, it is a spring homecoming uh, type of event for, for the university and the community, not just our program, the football program, when I say that. Uh, you know, but scheduling baseball weekend, softball weekend, where you come to Tallahassee and you circle that date every year, and there's all kinds of activities from downtown concerts to things going on in college town. So it's a that's a work in progress of bringing all those partners together, but it is something that we're looking at doing and, and having the boosters lead that charge. Looks like basketball. From it sounds like basketball attendance is going to be really good, and yeah. people there's a lot of excitement about that program. 
uh, I guess just the men's and women's programs, if you want to just talk about the, how the ticket sales have gone and, and support for those programs. Phenomenal. Uh, last night, um, you know, Sue got uh, – it was great to see her back on the sidelines. And I can tell you, when I first accepted this job, the very first phone call, two phone calls I got were Coach Sue and Coach Hamp within about an hour of each other and, and just to be able to sit down and get to know them and and talk to them about their vision and work side and side with them as well there's some there's some needs in basketball and we have that opportunity especially with the success we're having in both those sports to paint a vision for where where that's going to go in the future and how do we capitalize on their success to put processes and facilities in place that keeps those programs going for many years. And those are just some of the early plans that, that we're looking at. I talked the recruiting path earlier, but just some little things that we can do uh, to make sure that we're staying ahead of the market uh, with those two programs. But they, they are just uh, marvelous to work with. They have a vision, they have long-term visions, and that's what I, I really love about those two coaches sitting down and they're talking five years from now mm -hmm. and, and whether where they're doing and who, who where their program's heading and it's fun just to partner with them and see how we can uh enhance their vision and what we can bring to the table to make those programs even better last thing i had and if, if there's anything else you want to bring up you're more than welcome to but uh you guys are starting the push for season ticket renewals. Yes. Uh, what, what's the advantage of doing that now? Like, what, what's the I guess call to action? Why 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 should fans want to uh, start that process now? Well, you get extra points. Uh, those donor points are really uh, really come in handy <laughs> for you down the, when it gets bowl season and everything else. But yeah, it's it's really believing our program, getting out, uh, sharing about the our season tickets. We have a goal of an extra thousand season tickets uh, for next year, and uh, and the ticket sales went really well this year, uh, twenty eight thousand, and and we got we want to get up to about thirty. Uh, season ticket holders uh, for next season. So we're getting out and sharing the mission and the vision of where we're heading and really asking people to partner with us because it is the, one of the economic uh, drivers, not only this community, but our whole department and one of the revenue strategies that we have. Well, thanks for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you as always. appreciate everything y'all do and, and you do such a good job of covering our programs and uh, appreciate all you do.